When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lady Bunny. Hello, Monet Exchange, if I may call you that. You may not. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll just call you fool today. <laughs> My name to you is ma'am or sir. Oh, man, man, ma'am. <laughs> man What's or going sir, on, yeah. girl? Nothing much. Um, I just had a weekend in Joshua Tree and um, I just got Tell back today. Tell me what that is like. Tell me, I've never, you went with kimchi, and I heard you were going away with kimchi and Naomi Smalls, so I figured yeah. y'all were probably going to uh, rehab or plastic <laughs> surgery. I just hoped that it was some, like, embitterment. But pe- people kind of see Joshua Tree as like a spiritual getaway. Is that It really what it does feel like that because it's like really isolated. We're, we're in this like fabulous house and with some friends and stuff. And it was just beautiful. It was so scenic and it was like a pool. It's in like it's in like the middle of the desert. The nearest person to you is like a mile away. And you're just like up on this mountain and like the clouds and everything. It was just honestly one of the greatest experiences of my life. I fucking loved it, bitch. Loved it, loved it, loved it. 10 out of 10. Did a rattlesnake bite again you? And again. Did a rattlesnake bite you in your pussy hole? No, my ass. So it got even bigger. Mm. Oh, okay. I think that was an anaconda that fell oh, out. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a rattlesnake bit my ass, and the an anaconda was in it, honey. It was fabulous. And so, I mean, kimchi is a hoot. I mean, does, oh, so funny. Did, does everyone know how funny she is? I don't she think everyone is... knows how funny she is. No one. People don't realize how funny Kim is. Also, people don't realize Naomi is so fucking funny. Have you have you worked yeah. with Naomi a lot? Yes, you know, I actually met Naomi at, when she was out of drag before she was on uh, the show. Really? But, but, but right before her season, working at. Did um, she fuck you? Well, no, but I did see her changing one time, and it's uh, nothing to sneeze at. Oh, um, everyone knows Naomi I, is uh, Naomi's uh, is long everywhere. She's fabulous. Yeah, well, She's like literally like the perfect person. I'm not a kai kai, but uh, she is <laughs> uh, a handsome boy. <laughs> she has long legs. She has long fingers. She has a very long, smart brain. She's long everywhere. Long hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Naomi um, is really funny, and we, it was just like a great weekend. Like good food, good people. You know, I'm surprised you've never been to Joshua Tree. That definitely feels like something you would want to do. I don't like the desert. I like dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, when I go to Palm Springs um, to egg Bianca's house, I, um, I I can't even put the lotion down. You oh, know, yeah. it's just it, like it, so it's good, very drying. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I I, I know, was there I'm too. From, we were at we we stayed at Joshua Tree for two days, and we went to Palm Springs for two days, and we were at Bianca's, and she she gave me this painting. Bianca gave me one of her paintings. She has this huge, huge, huge painting right when you walk into her house. And Kim was like, um, do you, Bianca painted that. I was like, no, she did it. I was like, Bianca, did you really paint this? And she was like, yeah. I was like, I want it. And she was like, take it. And I was like, what? She was like, take it. I'm like, what do you mean take it? She's like, bitch, I said take the painting. So she gave me this huge mural of her in her house. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, it's well, crazy. Well, you know, Bianca's very generous. She really is. She really is. Her house is fabulous, and her fucking dogs are really cute, and it's a great weekend. What did you do this weekend? I was performing in Provincetown, and before that, I was in Iceland for the first time. That was oh, fun. Yes, was uh, that? Heclina and Sherry Vine were there. Heclina's in San Francisco. Uh, mm-hmm. matron of the drag scene. Um, she's Icelandic. So they took us around oh. and showed us some of the sites. And um, we went to a, a, a hot sauna, geothermal sauna where you swim up to the bar. <laughs> and, uh, you know, other things like that. It, it was fun. I did not try the fermented pickled shark. Yuck. I did not I try either. that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds so. like that, that is a recipe to a fucking really bad bowel movement. Well, we we were uh, right across the street from a a baker, a brilliant bakery. So um, it, it was really fun. Nice people. Show went well. All you that. would get a hotel headed... next to the bakery. Mm. We did Some right across the street. Change. And I'm headed to Denmark tomorrow for World Pride on Saturday. Nice. So I'll get to hang out there for a few extra days, and I have a drag queen friend or two there. So generous of you going around the world and spreading your um, Lambda variant. It's so nice of you. (laughs) How dare you not be inclusive in my Delta Plus variant (laughs) and my my Delta variant. Well, you you do have to get a COVID test to fly. And so I got one. I got Mm -hmm. the result today and and it's positive. I mean, negative. Uh, So and then you have to get one before you go home. Had to get one before I went home in Iceland. So listen, I'm happy to do it because I don't want to be on a plane with COVID. You know, and I don't want anybody else to be on the plane with COVID. Now, does the airline help you set these up or you just have to do your own do, or like do the promoters help you set it up? Because I would be so stressed out trying to find a, a fucking hospital or a doctor's office, whatever. It just, it just sounds so, like so much. Well, because of travel has started again, they're actually packed and you have to make reservations in advance. And it can be really stressful because so if you have to get the COVID test to go to Iceland Mm-hmm. Um, three days, you need a negative test taken three days before you arrive in Iceland. But since you mm-hmm. gain time, my friend was joining me from California. There's no way that you could gain three hours from LA to New York, five hours from New York to Iceland and have taken a test in LA and get it, you know, because it takes three to five days for the only test they accept. Oh so yeah. different countries are except some are accepting the rapid tests, which you get instantly. But the PCR tests, well, they're getting faster because I got one yesterday and I got the result today. So and you could also pay extra like two hundred ninety dollars for concierge of course you faster can. service if you, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you need the results in a few hours. Yeah, I always get concierge service, honey. I don't go to the doctor. What do you think I am, Bob? Ugh. <laughs> well, uh, what are we discussing for our wonderful listeners today? Yes, today is going to be, uh, but we're going to just talk about some headlines. There's a lot going on um, in the world, in the drag world, in, uh, in the, there's just so much going on. And we're just going to, instead of having someone some guests to muddy the waters and distract you. You guys are just going to listen to our <laughs> tantalizing voices for an hour. Definitely not the news. Before we get to the heavy, we should discuss something that's a little lighter, um, which is RuPaul's Drag Race, which is, I believe, your favorite TV show, correct? Oh, it is. Yes. Oh, I mean, sorry. Yes. Queen, yes. <laughs> you don't miss it. No, no, no. I gotta say it the new way. Yes, everyone puts an A on the end of everything now, even Do though they? it's yeah. Oh my God! Uh, oh, everyone. That's what I don't know who started it, but I want to murder them. Well, hood bitches and valley girls been doing that. Okay, well, I hate them all. <laughs> so, um, if y'all are not aware, this past week on RuPaul, the uh, as, as at the time that we we're recording this, the most recent episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, Raja O'Hara and Cameron Michaels were involved in the lip sync. Cameron Michaels was the lip sync assassin on this previous episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, and had to lip sync um, the song, which is what's the name of it? Bitch slap, call me it's bitch, boom, whatever. Bo- bo- boom clap. Boom by Char- Char- Charlie XCX. And just so that everyone, um, you know, uh, knows what a lip sync assassin is, on All Stars now, they're bringing back 
Oh, uh, not old as in old age, but p- previous seasons performers who mm-hmm. aren't on All Stars to lip yeah. sync against one of the contestants, and and so if if the if the lip sync assassin wins, what happens? And if they lose, what happens? Because I'm not clear on that. Yeah. So if uh, so if the if the lip sync assassin wins, the group they pick lipsticks to. Um, to to decide on someone to go home. So then the lipstick assassin reads the lipstick of the person that the girls, the rest of the girls were not in the top chills. And if the person on the season wins, which in this case would be Raja O'Hara, she picks she picks her own lipstick and reveals who um, okay. she wants to send home. So the song okay. was a Boom Clap by Charlie XCX um, I think and I Cameron Michaels bit, but... um, performed the song. Um, was it one of the best okay. lip syncs I've ever seen on the show? No. Was it one of the worst? No. It was perfectly fine. It was fine. It wasn't, you know, it was whatever. But Cameron Michaels was really bothered by it afterwards and thought that the internet, I mean, that RuPaul's Drag Race said, Jay, do you have a screenshot of of um, of the story that he posted? So Cameron Michaels posted this on Instagram. The longer I try to act like it never happened, the longer it's going to take me to get over it. I'm going to share my images only because a photographer and the designer deserve recognition for their work. I am hurt, disgusted, and devastated by the entire situation. Call me dramatic. I don't give a... F- Bunny, I, this is rude that you were interrupting Cameron Michael. I'm and sorry. I can't believe you don't respect Cameron like this. That was Sherry yeah. Vine trying Call to Call me dramatic. I don't give a fuck. Every girl looks forward to coming back and having their moment to shine. I feel cheated. And the worst of all, I said yes and agreed to do it, which is something I have to deal with now and it will take me a very long time to get over. If I could go back in time and never would have st- stopped, stepped foot on, the, on that stage, I know my worth and my talent and I feel like I was used for some quick, cheap storyline. Some queens are comedians, some are models, and some are performers. Oh my God, she's like talking about me and all of these. I am a performer through and through. So to have the one thing I'm actually good at be tainted like this hurts my heart so much. So again, I'll be sharing the look strictly for those involved in the photo shoot. If it were up to me, they would never see the light of day. All of my comments and messages will remain off until I'm back in good spirits. Heartbreak emoji, peace sign emoji, and fuck that stupid song. (laughs) Which is Boom Clap Boom by Charlie XCX. Well, it's not my favorite song, but... but, uh, The drama. Oh my God, the drama. I can't. This is so extra and so dramatic. I literally... I thought that Cameron was doing like a bit and was being funny. And then I realized it was, this was true. I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing I have literally ever read slash given my attention to it. I'm so mad I even read that. Why do you think it's ridiculous? Because every song that people lip sync on Drag Race is not the greatest song ever. But you just do what you do. Like the producers, if Cameron thinks that the producers brought her in to lip sync to to, and again, this is Cameron's opinion, right? Because this song has, char- this song, let me, let, there are some statistics about this song that I want to read to y'all folks. This song peaked at number six on the UK singles chart and number eight on the US uh, Billboard Hot 100 and top mainstream top 40. And as well, it was peaking inside the top 10 of charts in Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Ireland, and Italy. So this song is a popular song. Now, does everyone like it? No. Does everyone like, uh, 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 I don't know, Pound the Alarm when, when, when me and Dusty Ray did it? No. Was Dusty Ray Bottoms excited to do Pound the Alarm? Did she think it was a great song? Probably not. But that doesn't excuse the fact that it, it was a fun song that people enjoy and, 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 that it, and that it is a popular song. So for Cameron to think well, that the producers popular- brought her... Yeah. Did a popular song mean that it's a song that you can work? I mean, I have no idea how it works, but you know, Everyone's not everyone different. can work every song. If if you right. saw me doing a rap song, it would probably suck. Right, but there are but there are some ways that you can that again. For example, Ben de la Creme did. I forgot what song it was, and she she has said in so many interviews that it was not a good song. She hated the song, but she, the way that she committed to the song and she performed it, it was like she made it fierce, and she ended up winning the lip sync. So regardless of if you like a song or not, there are ways to make something that isn't quote unquote a good song a good lip sync. You know what I mean? And and I've been there. I've had to lip sync songs that I didn't particularly like or I thought were terrible, and some of them I won. You know. What I mean? I mean, so it's just like it's just whatever. And but, but I think what the crazy thing is is that Cameron thinks that the producers set her up to come in and um, win the lip sync to eliminate Eureka. I'm like, girl, that is just that is just crazy. It's crazy. It's not true. And that is even a storyline anyone pays attention to. Are are Cameron and Eureka like best friends or something? Are they like are is is that like a fact? 
Yes, they are good friends from Tennessee, where I'm also from. So let me take up from my Tennessee girls. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and in previous seasons, um, Morgan and Michaels had to send Mayhem away. This season, Jessica Wilde had to send Yara away. But I don't, but again, Cameron Michaels didn't do a bad job on the show. Also, this is, this, uh, um, a show. Cameron Michaels did not do a bad job on the lip sync. So the fact that we get this dramatic post about how the show has set him up to make him look like a fool. And it's, and granted, you know the song before you get there. It's not like, the, it's not like the thing revealed Cameron and they were like, surprise, you're doing this song. Like Cameron had obviously been rehearsing the song and practicing the song and ready to perform it. So that to me is the disconnect on why she thinks that she was set up to do this. Well, now, is World of Wonder above pitting queens against each other? I mean, they're not. I, I, yeah, how I don't does think it so work? at all. I, I mean, you know, when when they introduced Candy Muse, they tried to get some little thing with her, some former beef with Aja, you know, mentioned just to, and I was like, that didn't even go anywhere. I was like, what's the point? So this is what, the, what the show does and sometimes so but but how so if if Cameron won the lip sync against Raja O'Hara mm -hmm. how did she she gets to choose who goes so how did they get rid of Eureka because the other girls unanimously chose Eureka oh okay, okay. yeah the other girls well, all putting a lipstick of who they want to go home and the and the majority was Eureka so Eureka goes so the so Cameron takes whatever the girls wanted to send home Okay, well, you know, sometimes I don't know a lot of the later girls' season, but mm -hmm. I spent a month with Cameron on tour, and we shared a dressing room. <laughs> and I really got to know her, and, you know, I respect her. She is very precision. Oh, yeah, you know, she's performer. great. She, she, she does care about, um, you know, what she does. When a new girl came into the tour, she would sit and watch their performance. She watched every performance. I mean, she, she does take what she does seriously and, you know, maybe felt that she wasn't presented in, in the best light because of the song. I mean, listen, they put Kennedy Davenport... I know, but they, Kennedy Davenport knew Fancy. That didn't make it a good uh, song for her to lip sync. I mean, why would you put Kennedy Davenport on there without a dance song, with a country song? I mean, she's like the because best. Because I have seen videos of Kennedy Davenport perform. I, if you, if you, because I am a fan of Kennedy Davenport. I love watching Kennedy lip sync. And Kennedy, Kennedy is not one dimensional. She does a plethora of genres. She does, she does slow. She does fast. She does all kind of things. Yes, on Draggers, do we know Kennedy for bucking and and and? Cartwheel and a backflip, and sure. But if you look at, if you watch, if you follow her, Kennedy does an array of music. She doesn't only do one thing. So I think maybe, and again, maybe the show thought, oh, Kennedy is about to, Kennedy is about to do this number and fuck people up. Like, oh shit, she can do a lot of other things. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that Kennedy is limited to high energy dance numbers, but having toured with her, having l watched her on YouTube, I've never seen her do a slow country song. Not slow country, you know. She does, you know. Um, that's song that all the, the a lot of southern black girls do. Um, the the Gladys Knight end of the road like eleven minute track, which I uh, princess, uh, pr not princess, uh, the queen from Monster, Jasmine Van Wales. Jasmine Van Wales. I was talked to her yesterday. Yeah, that that like that twelve minute ballad that she does and. It, you think the song is over, and then it's like seven minutes in. Then it comes to the end of the road by Voice to Men, and it's got it's like that long. Kennedy does that, and it's so great. It's so brilliant to watch someone do. Anyway, I say all, I say that to say I've toured with Cameron for years now. I love Cameron. Cameron is great. But I just think Cameron's being a little extra and a little overdramatic. And she she even did a post saying, "Guys, I was being I was doing too much." She was like, "I was doing the most. Sorry, I was just in my feelings, and I was just being a little wild." She admitted it herself. Well and she's she's opening or just opened in the drag race Las Vegas show so she mm -hmm. probably is working hard yeah yeah and but then also bitch Blair Blair commented uh, saying something Blair was like uh girl she said, Blair uh, uh, maybe our producer Jake can get the tweet but Blair uh, comments commented to camera sweet she was like girl i think you're doing a little too much or something like that and i was like oh not Blair snapping <laughs> well <laughs> it's not easy being a bodybuilder Barbie. <laughs> you would know, right? It's really hard for you. <laughs> yes. She said, I'm hurt, disgusted, and devastated by the whole situation. <laughs> Call me dramatic. So, like, maybe she's dramatic. You know, I, 
I was surprised a lot by Cameron on that tour in in pleasant ways. So I'm 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 kind of in her corner for no reason. I don't know this. I didn't see this episode except for a little bit. But I know I don't like that song, and I don't like. I love Fancy, but I don't want to see Kennedy lip singing to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I would love to see Kennedy do something else, but you know, it is what it is. Anyway, listen, these girls, they both got paid, they both got paid to fucking do this shit. Cameron got her check, Roger got her check, and now we're here we are talking about it. So good for them. They're all they're they're all in queer news this week and week, whatever the fuck. And Dita Ritz okay. commented snapping to she was basically saying that, you know, these girls need to like be grateful for like these opportunities to come back on the show because she has been wanting to get back on the show but she hasn't had the chance to so she's like y'all should be very grateful and very lucky right i mean one thing i did see from fans that i thought was a little bit weird was like cameron you won but you know cameron's saying that she didn't like the way that she came off whether it was because of eureka or the song so it you know winning the show is in winning a lip sync as a guest assassin on the show is not what everybody wants. They want to be seen in the, their best light on TV. That's why you would agree to go back and do it. And you would, you know, I mean. But I, also, bitch, if so. you don't want to send no one home, if you're a lip sync assassin, there's literally no sticks for you. There is nothing. You can't, you literally can't lose anything. So if you don't want to send any, anyone home, do a lackluster job on a lip sync. Like, when I went back to be a lip sync assassin, if I didn't really want to, bitch, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't owe these girls. I don't owe them nothing. So I'm going to do a good job for me. But if I didn't want to, quote unquote, send anyone home, I would have just went up there and did a mediocre job or not know some of the words or something like that, you know? So, it, it, well, it, so the why power didn't you do a good job or know the words? Why what didn't happened? you know the words or do a good job? Why didn't you know no, the words that. or do a good job then? No, I <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, bitch. But yeah, Bunny, would you ever go back and be, what What if they do like a, they have all legends come back and be listen to lip sync assassins? Would you go? Um, I mean, I can lip sync. It's not the main thing that I do, but I can do it. Or I used to be good. Twist. I was a they lot make, better when they, I was drunk. They make, when I was they a make drink, you drinker. and the guest lip sync to one of your tracks. Oh, well, that's fine. That would be great promo. <laughs> Lizzo has a new song called Rumors with Cardi B. And since the song was released, Lizzo's been getting a lot of criticism um, and people saying that she's fat, people saying that she's a mammy type. Um, and she responded with a tearful 15-minute video on Instagram. Did you by any chance see it? I saw a few clips of it, and um, I always get so like I I get uncomfortable watching people cry on a live. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I've had moments where I'm getting where I get if if I'm doing something live for whatever reason, like with I don't know, like with especially with the Black Lives Matter stuff that's happening in 2020, I find myself getting emotional. I'll be like, I, I gotta go. I'll be back. When I see when I see people like just stare and cry on live, I get really weird and like I like I like, I like can't watch because it feels very weird. Well, she's crying with the beautiful makeup. Listen, I think Lizzo is beautiful. I, I mean, love Lizzo. She's, Fucking love she's, her. I do too. I mean, I play her music when I DJ. I, I re my favorite is Good as Hell. Oh um, my God, I love that song. Oh my God, that's what Cameron yeah. Michaels and I are listening to. Okay. Well, I have a version of it. I check for hair loss. Take my pills. <laughs> Lady, how you feeling? <laughs> feeling old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so I thought it was a little weird that she was crying and 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 she's maybe overworked like Cameron. And, uh, you know, she was saying, I've been doing interviews and promos and recording in the studio with the root canal. And I was kind of like a somebody that wanted to be sympathetic with her. I was thinking, well, honey, a lot of people aren't working at all because of the pandemic. And a lot of people aren't going to do promos for anything. And a lot of people aren't, you know, record, you know, having duets with with Cardi B, but mm -hmm. I, 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 so, you know, I don't know. It, it seemed a little bit, you know, like, like, you know, I, 
I always have to wonder, are people doing this for attention? Or are they to sell the record? Because, you know, we discussed a week or two ago about how Matt Damon pulled this F word story from uh, involving his daughter and, and it backfired because mm -hmm. he was uh, promoting Stillwater. And I just saw a different article about Matt Damon. I thought, oh, let me check this out. It was just some generic puff piece about him and Stillwater. So it wasn't, so it wasn't the F word controversy died down because I think that okay. kind of, the controversy part of it, of it. So I just never know if, you know, uh, one of the accusations is that the song isn't doing well. Um, it's not a juice or a good as hell. It's not, it's not a song that I really like, um, but it seems like she's always been a lightning rod for criticism and yeah. the funny thing is what i mean are, 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 i i looked it up what mammy really means did yeah, you, do you from from slavery they were they were the they were the black women who would take care of these 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 households and these families and they would fucking nurse the nurse the children and uh aunt jemima is probably the most quote-unquote famous mammy looking type if uh right you know um, so or yeah. or from Gone with the Wind, Hattie McDaniel, right? Um, right. Uh, and and also the the mammy stereotype, it has you know covered hair, mm -hmm. you know it, she is not the. I was reading. There's the over sexualized black guy, Mandingo. There's the yeah. overly sexualized black woman, Jezebel tropes and then there's yeah. mammy who is not sexual well Ma well lizzo is very sexual i mean she is she is um very confident and often wearing you know few clothes and and so the the song is talking about how there's all these rumors and she's turning big girls into hoes and you know all this stuff and 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 she you know the first the very first line of the song um you know, she's just saying, I don't care about the rumors. But now she does care about the rumors to where she's breaking down in tears. And I did not read any of the comments that said she was a mammy. Um, I didn't see those, but that it was widely reported on. And <laughs> this one thing, this one thing uh, on allhiphop.com posted about it. And like the first comment is... <laughs> Did she lose any weight? <laughs> I mean, wait, wait, why did I they mean, ask that? I don't even get it. Because she's big and she make not only is she big, she makes it part of her shtick. She makes the body acceptance. And, you know, someone commented on her Instagram that she is is always wearing, you know, next to nothing. Um, you know, one of her things, she's posing in a, a bikini uh, and says, and she puts big bitch bikini. My strings got lost. Your man going to have to take them out like floss. So sometimes she's very confident. <laughs> but that's, but something, maybe, that's you know, something, something you I've heard you say. Well, you're not going to see me in a bikini. If you if you do, you're going to jack off immediately. But um <laughs> I can't say the same for Liz. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's almost like she's got this, you know, a lot of people feel good because of her body positivity, you know, uh, flair that she has in different songs that she records. And, you know, she does seem confident and she is big and she is pretty. But I actually saw a, uh, a black guy, a, a very religious conservative I think his name is Bishop Talbert Swan, who I used to follow on Twitter. And he was the first one that I saw referred to as uh, Lizzo as a mammy. And I, and really? I looked it up. A black and, and guy? And that was right after she, Yeah. A conservative religious black guy. And you see, there's, there are some, I mean, and this is not the woke crowd, but it, that doesn't mean that there aren't some black people, you know, maybe older who feel this way. And this was right after Lizzo had gone on a talk show and twerked while playing the flute. Now, I thought it the was Ellen one of the show? most hilarious. I don't remember, but it was to me, it was so nutty and wild and I just loved it. And, you know, whatever. But so there's a lot of people, a lot of black people who think that the best foot forward is what black people should show at all times. These people may not ever like the N-word said, even by a black person. And I'll give you another 
example of this. So when RuPaul put out Supermodel, mm-hmm. his record label was Tommy Boy, mainly a rap label. Mm-hmm. And some of the, the black male rappers did not like the fact that their label mate was a drag queen because there's an idea among some traditional black men that men from Martin to Flip Wilson to, you know, uh, you know, Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy, black men can't get ahead in Hollywood unless Hollywood desexualizes them and make them put on drag. I mean, this is this is like a real straight guy way of looking mm-hmm. at, at at it. But they they want to put the best image of blacks forward, and they're somewhat homophobic, and they don't think that's that RuPaul or any drag queen or especially black drag queen, is putting a black male image forward, which of course is not, and that's why everyone loves it but you know it's it's there are there are you know there are churchy black people who are conservative and and don't see someone twerking with the flute as fun as i would you know yeah for sure i know i know i know a lot of those people yeah she's not a mammy because mammies are are not sexual um you know she's she is sexual I think I think where that comes because I've I've seen this trope a lot too play out play out in a lot of Hollywood types of black women like the the thought process behind calling someone a mammy is that is that they're friendly and they're more digestible because they're not threatening and I think that that like for example people would say not hugely discussed but I've I have heard the discussion of why a lot of the white kids on Drag Race love Latrice is because they gave them that mammy essence. Like, she was just, like, happy, jovial, sweet, big black lady. You know what I mean? So it so it makes her less threatening because she seems more palatable and she fits into the, into the, into the mammy trope. Well, but, but mammies don't wear skin-tight gowns that show off their yeah, it's curves not a, and it's elaborate not, hairdos it's not and an exact. It's not an exact thing. We're just saying, like... The essence of like like there are, there are many parts that that feel mammy esque. You know what I mean? That make right. that black person feel less threatening and 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 someone that you can be friends with and someone that will take care of you and someone that'll make you feel better. Someone that'll make you feel good. You know what I mean? Well, and someone who will do everything for the for the white family, which is what right. mammies did. They they right. they spent their time. You know. Um. Well, so one thing Lizzo said is. What what I won't accept is y'all doing this to black women over and over again, especially us big black girls. When we don't fit into the box you want to put us in, you just unleash hatred on us. But you know the the she has made the body positivity her thing. She has, mm-hmm. I mean, like someone commented that everyone on her. So I mean, when when you put that out there as your thing, do you do you welcome the criticism uh, for? It. I mean, and and saying that that they hate big black girls. Do they? I mean, all I've heard for the past twenty years is how I'm thick and that's great, and you know I got a big fat booty and all this. I mean, I I didn't know that. I mean, is is Lizzo perceived as too big? Because like I say, the girl is pretty. Yeah. Um. um I just think she's talking about the struggle, but I. I think there's so many layers to this, and I think this can be like honestly its own separate podcast. I wish we could have Liz as a guest; that would be fabulous. But I think that it's not just yes, big booties are too. in style, and people are, and thickness is like the thing now. But in the 2000s, that was not a thing. Everybody was trying to be real skin, and uh, like the the Nicole Richies and the Paris Hiltons, like in in my opinion. But you're saying 20 years now. I don't think it's been 20 years now that thick and juicy booties have been in style. That started happening when. Uh, uh, like around 28, 2008, 2010. J Lo. Uh, okay, well, you know, well, when you're as old as me, the decades just fly together. So 20 years, 10 years. Um, you know, what's yeah, it may be, it may be 10 years. But anyway, I thought that there was because of that, there was more, um, you know, thickness appreciation, and of course, black women, Latino women, are curvier than white women a lot of the time. And and so that is a beauty standard of, you know, a big ass when, you know, uh, I mean, like Nellie said, I think my butt getting big. 
Some women are concerned about their butt getting big. Other women want big butts. It's a it's a it's a judgment call that you know different people like. So maybe curvier figures are in style or becoming in style. But there's there's a lot of talk about. Oh, they are, bitch. BBLs are literally a rite of passage now. A friend of mine. Um, who has a cousin that works? That, that's that's so black. A friend of mine got a cousin that worked at Spirit, and she was saying that like they have like these flights from Miami to wherever. Like all oh, everyone is going to Miami to get BBLs, and it's literally like and you, I've seen pictures of it online of like literally the entire Spirit like lobby is just girls kneeling down and like sitting like ass out on like this on like the chairs because when you get a BBL you can't sit on it for a few weeks. So it's just like literally. Daily, there are like oh, so, th- so hundreds of people so flying everyone, from BBLs. So just so everyone knows what a BBO is, is that a big, what? Big oh, it's a um, Brazilian butt? butt lift. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and they okay, just they so, take it, fat from another place in your body and inject it into your ass to make it big. So like oftentimes oh, from your waist, fat? from your stomach. What if we don't have enough fat in our waist? Then you have to get, well, you don't have to worry about that. But for other people who may, <laughs> they um, they do uh, they do like silicone or it's just like a fat transfer. They can take like fat from your fucking thighs, fat from your arms, fat from somewhere else in your body and inject it into your ass and hips to give you like that figure, that silhouette. And ladies, please do not do this with a, 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 a in a hotel room. Go to right. a doctor with sterile mm. procedures because some people have died from this. Oh yeah, it's it. Um, it, I saw a TikTok. <laughs> TikTok is very informational, but it's like one of the highest risk plastic surgeries you can do. Didn't a Nicki Minaj's butt implant explode at one point? Allegedly, I no. See- there's no like factual proof that that actually happened. Allegedly. Oh, okay. I thought it was on video. Um, th- this is a comment from, you know, a few young-looking uh, black people on uh, Lizzo's. Me, I didn't comment. Um, no, young uh, people. The, the operative word. Oh, being I, oh, I thought you said hung. Uh, hung. Got it. No, okay. no, okay, no. Okay. I wish that you were hung up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, like Madonna. I wish you'd been in that video. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so one one guy said, ma'am, or no, one girl said, ma'am, this ain't it. I still support you, but nah. When she was, well, she, I think this was on the video where she had stopped by a couple of um, of, of people playing, uh, you know, like bass, stand-up bass and flute, and she starts puts her ass in the camera and starts twerking, and the stuff doesn't even have a drum or a beat. So, Lord. I mean, it was funny. Now, now, here's what one guy said. Y'all can say what y'all want, but she tries too hard for me. It's like she wants us to know that she's big and confident in her body when in actuality, well, he said, when I'm actuality, it screams insecure. Every single thing she posts, she's twerking and showing off her body. Then she'll say she doesn't care what anyone thinks. Now, I think maybe that person was being evil, but I think... A lot of her Instagram is very, very daring. So it's like, that, that's why I say maybe she was just tired like Cameron. And while she does songs about saying, I don't care about rumors, you know, maybe she does. And and But I think whether you are Cardi B or, or, or Lizzo or Cameron or Bunny or Monet, you can say you don't care, you don't care, you don't care all day long. But the fact is when you log onto your Twitter or you log onto your Instagram or whatever it is and you put something out and you can have have a hundred thousand brilliant comments bunny this was amazing cameron i loved it lizzo that was fabulous cardi you were the greatest literally that 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 and there's one comment be like i mean you just sound tone deaf you everyone no matter who you are you focus on that one you're like well that's just not true like no matter who you are every if you are in the spotlight you are putting shit out there is a part of you that gets a little bothered, but I don't care who you are. Any, everyone can say they don't care, they're not bothered. Everyone gets a little perturbed when you see something like that. And that's just a part of the business. That's part of the thing. And you can be bothered by it, but you can't let it ruin your day. Because when that's, I put shit out, I, 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 I'll, I'll get bothered by it, but it doesn't ruin my day. I'm like, whatever. I roll next. That's very true. And, you know, I remember Sherry Vine telling me that she had this video with like 7 million hits, I Shit My Pants to the, a parody to Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, it was very funny and got all these hits because Gaga was just breaking. And she said, oh, Bunny, don't ever look. Because I was doing a, a video. She said, don't ever look at the comments. I got one that was just the word wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see? So, no, I mean, I know I know artists that, that, um, that don't ever, they say don't look at the comments. Um, because, yeah, there are people who are bored and hateful. And I also want to remember that when I, I wasn't like this, but when people are young, so for example, I saw Lizzo is over party trending a year what? ago. And said, because I liked her, I said, let me see what's up. Do you know what it was? What? It was Ariana Grande's mean fans angry that they had released, re-released Good As Hell with Ariana singing on it too. And um, uh, they had not put Ariana's picture big enough, even though it's Lizzo's song that Ariana was guesting on. Uh -huh. So these were Ariana's mean fans. And listen, when you're young, you're all about the one, the pop star you love, and and you say, you know, crazy things about any perceived slight, like you're defending them online or tearing someone else who's down. You you see it all the time. Gays are always yeah. saying, "Oh no, it's Britney. Oh no, it's Gaga. It's Madonna. Oh, you know, it's you know, they're always doing that. It's Taylor Swift. It's Beyonce. They always do that." Yeah, yeah, it's true. And you know, I think that. Lizzo's gonna have this moment, and she she's gonna be fine in a few days. But she's, but she's probably fine right now. So yeah, it's just a moment in time, and it feels mean and it feels weird. But she'll be just fine. Her song is doing well; it's charting. It's you know. So girl, fuck these fuck fuck these kids. Yes, yeah. that's that's what Michael Jackson said. Oh my God. I was in Joshua Tree and I made the mistake of like picking up my phone for a bit and oh. just like opening uh, uh, my uh, um, my email. And I get these like New York Daily, uh, the New York Times updates, whatever. And I was like, yo, shit is going down in fucking Afghanistan. And it's so scary. Yes. And, and uh, everyone is going to be shocked that I agree with Joe Biden on withdrawing troops from Afghanistan. Because this war has lasted 20 years. Crazy. It's the longest war in U.S. history at Crazy this point. Crazy, Bunny. And we spent $2 trillion over there, allegedly. $2 trillion dollars over the past 20 years? Yes. And so, you know. I will say if that, bill, if, that bill is smaller than I thought it would be. No shade. Because, bitch, I feel like yearly it's like a trillion dollars. So it's, I thought it would be worse. I think it's three hundred million a day for the last twenty years. That's is crazy. how much we, we spent. So the, we were supposedly training the army, but when Biden, you know, withdrew, uh, the Taliban came back into power and took the capital, Kabul or Kabul. I, don't, I think it's Kabul. And um, no, Kabul. So, oh, is it okay? Well, um, it's. Look, this is a big, big mess. George W. Bush started this war. And just so that we remember why it was started, 9-11 happened. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, Al-Qaeda linked to uh, the Taliban. Al-Qaeda. Al I know that queen. She's in San Francisco, right? She's hot. She She's the bomb. <laughs> uh, and um, she, uh, no, not she. So, you know, the, the, now actually the, the guys that flew the 9-11 planes that crashed mm -hmm. into the World Trade Center in the Pentagon, they were mostly Saudi Arabia's and we didn't do anything to them. And it was funded by, the Al-Qaeda was funded by Saudi dollars, but we trade oil with them, so we don't fuck with them, right. uh, you know, as, as much. But we decided, to, George W. Bush went into Afghanistan to, because the Taliban was sheltering Al-Qaeda and Osama mm -hmm. bin Laden. And so uh, we wanted to make it more stable so that we wouldn't have another attack. But 20 years wore on. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, now people are, you know, feeling impatient about, you know, what are we trying to achieve here? And so now Biden did make 
a mistake. You know, on July 8th, he said that, you know, I don't think that the country, Afghanistan, is going to fall back into the hands of the Taliban. Well, it did over the weekend. That is like, crazy. Like so, so, so here's my thing. So what the fuck was going on in the past 20 years that it was just that easy? It's like somebody went to the bathroom and the Taliban was like, oh. Okay, we're back. You know what I mean? Like, so what has been going on for 20 years to dissipate their reach and their, like, the gravitas that they have in the fucking middle, like, in in, in, in um, Afghanistan? Like, what the fuck has been going on? Well, they don't have any gravitas. The, the, so the, 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 what the fuck has been going on is that the military defense contractors have been um, getting paid lovely. That's what's been going on. Crazy. And so so for the people who are like, you know, oh, I don't care about foreign policy, let me tell you why you might want to care. Because that's our tax dollars. Mm -hmm. And that tax dollars could have go gone to, you know, uh, bigger or regular stimulus checks, a Green New Deal, Medicare for All, you know, anything like that. But here's what's actually been going on, and this actually happened several years ago as well. The We armed, we bought the arms, U.S. taxpayer, for the, uh, the, the, the Afghan military, they were fighting ISIS at that time, and just as they were fighting the Taliban, honey, they didn't fight. They laid down the weapons that U.S. taxpayers bought them and ran. So wow. it's like th there's there's a joke that no one can conquer Afghanistan, not even Alexander the Great in times of antiquity, because some of the country is rubble. It's a very poor country, so a lot of people's allegiance is to... Um, whoever is, you know, handing them cash or a gun or a, a loaf of bread at, at times. And it's also, you know, like it's got tribal factions within the country that there's no military. We can't, we can't solve their problems. So it looks like the Taliban, you know, has taken over the country. And this is what is so fascinating about this to me. Most of our media is criticizing Joe Biden for pulling out. Mm -hmm. The Republicans are saying he doesn't know what he's doing. They're saying that he uh, is not a good commander in chief, that we needed more money and more troops there. They always want more money and, and more troops. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the, the liberals are saying, oh, well, we, we need to stay over there because we're afraid for the, the women and the girls. Now, some of these liberals, like Pelosi, who said that, Nancy Pelosi, um, why weren't y'all concerned with the 214,000 Afghani people who were, or Afghanistani, I don't know how to say it, who were getting bombed and killed over the past 20 years. Now you want to be, now you want to care about the women right. because the Taliban are not good to women. See, it used to be in Afghanistan before, actually the U.S. helped create the Taliban decades ago because we've been fucking around over there. But the joke is that Russia can't conquer them. We can't conquer them. Even Alexander Great, you know, before Christ could not conquer them because of these warring factions and, you know, the places to hide and, you know, all this stuff. So it's it's very involved. And this thing came out in 2019 uh, called the Afghanistan Papers. It did not get much coverage because much of our media is pro-war. And right. that's a shame because I don't think that most Americans are pro-war war. And so the Afghanistan papers interviewed generals and even some people who wouldn't give their names who were involved in Afghanistan for, in George W. Bush, Obama's two terms, and Trump. They said that they don't have the foggiest idea of what's going on. That was his quote. So in other words, there was no mission. They never ha had a real strategy except to get the defense contractors paid. And if so, if Biden is saying, let's get out of there, it was a failure, I'm saying good. You know, let, let's let's do that. I'm sorry that more Democrats aren't saying that because the Republicans and the, 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 you know, Democratic media are saying, see, this was a mistake. And even saying that this might cost Biden, his presidency, maybe that's the way others feel, but I'm glad he's doing this, you know. Um, some are blaming it on because he was following, to some degree, 
Trump's plan for withdrawal. And so they're calling that a faulty plan. Some are saying that he got bad intelligence, which made him think that the Taliban wouldn't come right back in. But listen, the, the, we spend more than the than every other country combined. You know, the top the top spenders on on military. If we can't win something in twenty years, Girl. I'm going to suggest that the idea is not to win. Exactly. And, and also, of- if if we have spent 20 years doing whatever fucking around down there and we decide to pull troops out over a weekend and it's already gone back to what it was, then literally what we were doing has been done in vain. Have other countries... What 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 other countries are pulling out their military? Were, were we the only ones that were there? Yeah, I mean, but but they're not interested. In, listen, they I, I I think that people in Afghanistan, listen, no one in the Middle East in their right mind would trust the U.S. After what we did in Iraq, mm-hmm. you know, um, after what we're doing in, in Syria, it's just, after what we did in, in Libya. I mean, the U.S. is not always right. And of course, the President Karzai was very corrupt. Um, there's a new president now uh you know who i mean listen this is this is this is a poor country in the middle east but let me tell you a few things that were in the afghanistan papers from the washington post that i'm glad they did an analysis on this because a lot of our media is criticizing biden um for not staying in and they're coming up with all kinds of reasons and i just I don't think that the if Biden's attitude is it's not up to us to fix the world, then I'm with him because this country needs fixing. A lot and of fixing. Takes, takes, you know, give Flint some clean water. Give out high quality masks to stop the you know the 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 spread yeah. of, of COVID. So this is what uh, a quote from the Washington Post: We were devoid. This is a general. We were devoid of a fundamental understanding of Afghanistan. We didn't know what we were doing. Douglas Lute, a three-star army general who served as the White House's Afghan war czar during the Bush and Obama administrations, told the government interviewers in 2015. He added, what are we trying to do here? We don't have the foggiest notion of what we were undertaken. Uh, If the American people knew the magnitude of this dysfunction, 2,400 lives lost, Lute added, blaming the deaths of U.S. military personnel on bureaucratic breakdowns among Congress, the Pentagon, and the State Department. Who will say that this was in vain? Well, Monet Exchange, my host, just said that, but th- 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 that, that it was in vain because if we haven't been able to build up their army, then then there was a huge failure. I mean, the U.S. has the, the biggest army, and there's this, there's this deep-seated... Um, idea that you don't question the U.S. wars or you are somehow questioning the bravery of U.S. soldiers. Yeah, no, that is some Megan McCain pick, shit. Actually, that is some Megan McCain well, shit. You are so right. You are so right. And because this this is not a, it's not disrespectful of the soldiers to say I don't want you to be sent on missions and risk life and limb when the generals are saying that they don't have the foggiest notions of what's going on, and that's under George W. Bush, Obama, and Trump. You know what? So Send fucking George like, W. Bush out there. Send him right now to go fucking be a general and fucking lead people in, in fucking Afghanistan. Did you want to start shit? Go do some shit. Yeah, I mean, well, unfortunately, they the the media has been kind of built because you know they because Trump is rotten. They tried to build you know Reagan and. Uh, George Bush up a bit, even among Democrats. And, you know, I'm, he's a war criminal. So, you know, I, I mean, he was, he was, I'm not going to get into a, who was the worst president, but George W. Bush was awful. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, um, this all makes sense to me because every time I pull out, everything goes to shit as well. So I understand ew. it makes sense to me, this whole debacle. I think, do you, I wish we can get someone next week as a guest to come talk about this with us. That would be great, because this is going to be going on for a while, I'm for sure. We, we, we probably can. And you know what? I, I I say I agree with Biden. I don't usually agree with Biden. Uh, I'm more progressive than he is. But I just want to give you one figure. Mm-hmm. In 2021, the Department of Housing and Urban Development estimated we could end homelessness 
for $20 billion. We've spent $2 trillion accomplishing nothing that except laying crazy. down oh weapons God, so that, that they can so run crazy. away and get and arm our, you know, enemies. This shit makes um, me so mad. This shit so, makes me so hot. I mean, it, this is the choice that our government made, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, for, for 20 years to crazy. keep this going. And, you know, Bitch, I for think... The, for the $2 trillion we spent on war... We could have ended homelessness. We could have ended student loan debt. We could have fucking uh, 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 paid, fucking finally played, paid black people reparations in this motherfucking country. There's so much shit that could have been done for yes, wh- this money. And we have spent it literally doing nothing for 20 years. We have It has literally just went down the drain. This is so maddening and so upsetting. And it is just, this is so terrible. Well, I think we I think we're going to see a lot in the media. We already have both right and left. Even MSNBC, which is the leftiest of our TV news, is bashing Biden. They never bash Biden. They never, ever have a bad thing to say about Biden or Obama. But they're saying, you know, this could seriously affect his president because they are mouthpieces for war a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example, um, two examples. You may not remember Phil Donahue, but in the 80s, he was an extremely popular TV host with a yeah. very, he was MSNBC's biggest host. It, right. the, the Iraq war was started a couple years later, I think in 2003. Um, Phil Donahue dared to ask hard questions about the Iraq war. They're, they fired their most popular host because at that time, MSNBC was owned by General Electric, which makes money off of war. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we got to look. This is one thing I love about progressives. They actually analyze the the, the, the the media instead of just taking it at face value. I know a lot of young kids and I'm like, you are so astute, you know, um, partially because Bernie Sanders said, don't trust the mainstream media. Another thing that happened on MSNBC is Brian Williams, who actually claimed he was a laughingstock for lying about being in Iraq when he wasn't even there. And it was like a big, you know, to do. They rehired him after he was caught lying on MSNBC. And, you know, MSNBC hates Trump. Hates. Right. They pray. Brian Williams praised Trump when he bombed Syria, when he first got into office. So this shows you how much they love war. And, you know, it's like th- th- they money, never praised. It's, it's exactly right. It's the money from the p- defense contractors. It's also the lithium for cell phone batteries that they have in Afghanistan. They I don't think they have oil, but they have um, uh, opium. The world's like 90% of the world's opium. Bitch, you have opium. They should, they should, get, they should get you. The perfume, okay. <laughs> well, Bunny, this, we will definitely be talking about this for <laughs> weeks and weeks to come, I'm sure. Um, I'm interested to see what, what happens. Me too. I'm very interested to see how it, how it all... Like to, to quote RuPaul in season six of RuPaul's Drag Race, I can't wait to see how this turns out. Oh, what a memorable quote. <laughs> oh, my God. And on that note, Bunny, I think we've talked about all the things. Do you think that next week we should do some stereo calls and we should invite oh, our fabulous listeners back into the fold? Yes. Yeah, I and would like that And then we too. should have sex with them. I mean, no, we should talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they are of age and if, and, and if it's consensual, I'm down to have sex with some of them too. Oh my God, remember that, remember that hot one? Well, we don't know if he's hot, but the voice, yes. remember? Look how desperate we are. We're still jacking off over one, one voice. We're, we're in COVID quarantine. We're still jacking off over somebody's voice. <laughs> um, well, Bunny, I hope we you never have... Saw. I hope you have a great week. And I hope... And my, my, my biggest hope for you is that you get sent to Afghanistan and um, serve your country. That's my biggest hope and dream for you this coming weekend. Well, I'm going to be hosting uh, Drag Race Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, they just announced. We can talk about this next week, too. And I'm curious what. Or, oh, that would be great to, to talk with the callers about. They just announced another franchise, <laughs> RuPaul's Draggers in another country. And, um, 
Yeah, Philipp yeah Philippines. He, and then Manila announced he, a show, too. Drag Den or something like that in the Philippines as well. Well, I think There's she so announced her show first. She I think did? she announced casting for her show first. And so they were ribbing her online uh, or, or, or saying, oh, you know, World of Wonder. You know, because I don't know. I don't. I, I think <laughs> I think Manila has a good relationship with, with the World of Wonder. So maybe yeah, they're just does. making drama out of nothing. Yeah. Well, we my shall dear, see. you be good, and I will talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Starbanes Audio, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.